Here we go. Live stream. We're okay, live. now we're live. We're now we're live. Got it. We're live. All right. <laughs> now let's play the intro and we'll be right back. Welcome to Rat Sound Review. Today we are joined by Mark. It's Mark Lopes, right? Yes. It? All right. Yes, I got it. I wasn't Woo-hoo. sure. <laughs> Thank God. But uh, yes, Mark is from the band's uh, Ross the Boss, and he's also from a new band, uh, Let Us Pray, right? Yep. And then you're in another band, a, a band yeah. that's had a long history, Metal Church. Just became the new Metal Church singer. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, congratulations on that. Uh, now let's talk about a little bit about Ross the Boss. Uh, how long have you known Ross? Uh, as long as I've been in the band, really. Like okay. Six years. Yep. Did you like play shows with him, like with uh, another band you ran at the time, or you just like happened I, to? I was filling in for. Um, he did some shows down in Long Island, okay. and um, like his best friend had a band, has a band, and. I had met him at a Death Angel show. Kind of a weird, weird intertwining story. But anyways, he asked me you know, come fill in for uh, some shows. And they were opening for Ross. And at the time, I was kind of like just really, you know, I was playing with a lot of cover bands and stuff and just kind of getting into, you know, I was just happy to play at the time, you know. Mm. So I was like, oh, Ross the Boss. I'm a huge Man of War fan, but I never saw Man of War with Ross. So I figured out, you know. I, why not? I'll go down there and jam out some metal tunes with some with some cool people and new different audience. And I get to see Ross play because I never get to see it. So it was kind of like a win win situation. You know, so then they, then I did the show and then I get a phone call um, from the from his friend. And they were asking if I would be interested, possibly, at, you know, to go on tour and if i had my passport and if i knew man of war songs and i said yes to everything but i didn't <laughs> have the passport and i didn't really know like i mean i knew the man of war songs yeah. listening but i didn't know how to play them right, right you know fake it till you make it type of deal i didn't think i was going to get the gig you know and then next thing you know it was like here we're going uh you know you got the gig we're going on tour oh cool i better learn these songs get my passport (laughs) (laughs) oh that's right how many bands fake it till they make it nowadays nikki six who said that who's i'm sorry (laughs) too soon lou too soon it's never too soon (laughs) (laughs) what do you think about that whole motley crew controversy going on now with the nobody's playing live i mean you're you're in a band i mean too soon wayne you know it's listen it's funny when you're that rich, who cares? Really, yeah. think about it. I mean, they're so rich. They're legends. Right. Who cares at this point? You know what I mean? It's like ridiculous. You know, they were supposed to retire and really retire. They lied. Yeah, yeah. I saw I saw Mitch LaFon post up. I think it was Mitch LaFon post <laughs> something was funny. the greatest meme you know, they, I ever they, read. Yeah, they said, to, you know, they were going to retire from playing music. And really, they did because they did, they're not playing now. They're just playing. Well, it's true. <laughs> and, and, but, but you know what's... And it's funny because honestly, in, 
you know, and I don't, and no, and I'm, I'm not trying to diss anybody, but like, I mean, dude, Vince Neil sounds horrible. Yeah, he, he you know does. what I mean? And he's out of shape and he's just, he just, you know, just not really playing his part. To be honest, I'd, I'd rather hear recording, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, it was like, I remember we, we played with Kiss at Barcelona Rock Fest and Paul Stanley was, you know, I love Kiss, you know, again, it was just it's a painful awful. subject. We know, you know, I mean, it, it was, it was a God awful, God awful, you know, and I was just like, and I mean, I get it. I understand, you know, all the circumstances, but when they said, Oh, well, they're using tracks now. I'm like, well, that, that's fine. I go, because you know why? I'm going to see the show. It's the show. You know what I mean? It's it's different. I, I don't know. I mean, are you going to see the show? Are you going to see him play live? Half the time what happens is, which is funny because this is what happens nowadays. You go see a band. Well, I mean, they, they sounded good, but you don't sound like the record. There's no production. There's no nothing. And it's like, then they go and they play the tracks and oh my God, they, they're they not playing for real. And it's like, <laughs> they want you to sound perfect, but not play the tracks. But the only way to sound like the record for the most part is to either have the great production and the money to back up the sound or they do tracks. I mean, a lot of them, I hate to, you know, I hate to bust the bubbles of a lot of people, but a lot of the bands out there, especially now, Ones that you don't think of playing the tracks because I've seen it. <laughs> They're playing the tracks, yeah. and there's a reason they sound perfect. Right. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay, what's you know those what bands? I mean? And it happens, you know, and it, and it's a lot of bands that like people are out there going, "Oh my god, they're the greatest thing live!" And I'm like, "Uh huh." <laughs> Wayne, you know? take it easy. We're not in the business of doxing. We're just in the business of making fun <laughs> of some people. That's all. Yeah. 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 Hey, you know, but but it's true. But it's true. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm only saying that because you can't say one without the other. It is it is it is what it is. And then unfortunately, yeah. you know, what happens is, you know, you got these bands, you know, it's about making money. Right. So mm. these the business part of it's like you got to get out on the road and you have to play 26 shows, no days off. Well, especially for a singer, some of the stuff that these people got to do ain't right. happening. You know what I mean? And and I get it. You know, sometimes they have to have some assistance in order to do those shows. And hey, I, I feel, I, hey, if I could play the tracks, man, I'd be like, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it it's kind of a double edged sword. a hell of a lot easier. You just have to go out there and move around, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's, but it's, I get it. I get it. You know, it's I'm kind of a double edged sword because it's like, yes. you know, having the uh, backup tracks on computer, the same computer that you're able to you know, stage lighting on and effects and things like that, you know, it cuts down on so much overhead for the bands and, uh, you know, and, and, and Wayne and I play music together and we completely understand the plight of bands nowadays, you know, logistics are ridiculous. Gas prices to travel on the road is ridiculous. You yeah. know, you're living on a, a $20 a week stipend. I think it is. I don't think that's gone up with inflation, Wayne. So, <laughs> right. you know, it's like, you, you know, you got to cut, uh, the bands out there that are working hard a break, you know, I mean, mm. and and I don't think there's really sh any shame if you're playing to a backup track, as long as like you're you're, you're actually singing live or you're mm. playing your instrument live. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that's just there to I mean, look, anytime you go on stage, you know, you end up getting all right. You got 35 minutes on stage. 
well, that helps you guys stay on time. You don't go into overtime. You don't have right. to pay union fees. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's a, I, I, it, it helps, but I could see why some people haven't adapted with it. But right. you know, I mean, um, but but you cut your vocals awesome live from video footage that we seen. Ah, so. Thanks. Yeah, but again, you know, think of think about it like this: it's like, you know, the the demand, the vocal demand of the stuff that I have to play is in, is ridiculous. You know, if I wasn't in good shape and I didn't take care of myself the way that I do, I wouldn't be able to do it. You know what I mean? Because I mean, like, even for instance, like these, <laughs> you know, we get the tour coming up and it's like six shows in a row, a day off, five days in a row, a day off. And it's like, I go, what are you, you guys trying to kill me? You know, I'm not like, I'm not 20. You know what I mean? And, mm. and unfortunately, it's like, well, if we take two, you know, if we take an extra day off, a bit, you know, and I'm like, yeah, well, you know, don't don't worry about me or nothing. That's cool. You know, I'm like, and then if I get <laughs> sick and I had to cancel a show like I did on the one of the uh, Latour last year, it was I've never had to cancel a show in my life. But I got so fucking sick. You know, I, I literally couldn't say anything. I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, oh, my God, and I had to take, you know, they played the show and had people come up and sing songs and people were pissed. And I was like, I don't know what to tell you, man. We couldn't afford to take the show off. So they just made it a karaoke night. Wow. People that paid the money to go to do it weren't very happy. But I mean, you know, those are kind of weird scenarios that that can be, you know, can be put in. Whereas, you know, that where a, a track thing comes into play for some of these bands, especially the bigger ones. I mean, you, you know. You know, imagine a, a stadium show like a Metallica show, canceling it. Mm. Nah. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, the, the amount of money just to be there is so much that you can't cancel it. So you know, there's all kinds of different circumstances from the smaller bands all the way to the up bands. You know, I mean, I mean, I get it, but you have to look at it from all sides. You know, but I mean, what they're arguing about sounds like a bunch of petty stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> you know, it's like. It's basically, it's like, for instance, you know, McMars is saying, well, you know, I'm playing, I can play. But I mean, if, if everything's being tracked and it's going to sound sound, it's probably not going to sound right if something's tracked and then this is live and this, there's all kinds of different technical aspects of it. Then, you know, then it's just like, dude, you know, just, just go with the flow, you know, and then they tell them to go with the flow and then they're like, then they go, then they turn around and go, oh, he wasn't playing anyways because he sucks. What? What do you mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, again, I mean, just as far as that that part goes, you know, but I mean, yeah. oh, it, there's so many people that do it nowadays. I mean, gosh, I mean, look at your look at the stuff on TV, all these these shows that people go on, they're all tracked and I mean, yeah, yeah. they get two seconds to freaking set up, you know, there's too many different circumstances. I mean, hey, you can go all the way to recording. I mean, cheapest the way that we record now i mean you know you have a budget of 20 dollars go make a record oh okay you know that's why everybody's doing it themselves and you know this cut and paste because we don't have time because the record was due last week and i mean there's so many different aspects do we wish it was like the old days oh my god so do we wish you know hey don't worry about it go in the studio and make the record till it's perfect oh Mm. well you know it costs $750,000 because, you know, I went in one day and I wasn't feeling right. I went home, but for the whole day for the studio. And that's how it used to be. You can't do that no more. You know what I mean? Oh, your voice isn't good. Don't worry about it. We'll auto tune it. Auto tune, yeah. You know? So, I mean, you know, (laughs) the things of, it's a whole different playing field now. I mean, you know, I, I, 
these records that we've done with Ross and even the Metal Church record, I, I will say this, I can say this is that we we were talking about, like, I wish we all could get in the same room to make a record, you know, but logistically and financially, you can't do that anymore like we used to be able to do. You yeah. know, you just jam and write, you know, people got to work, people got to do this, you know what I mean? And so it's a different creative process now. You know what I mean? So you can see how everything from the live to making the record is just fundamentally changed, you know. But in one aspect, it's also hyper creative because you have to kind of go into a different place to create than you would in the room. Like personally, I love being able like would would let us pray my band like it's two of us. That's it. Really? Okay. That's it. We we play and write everything. Wow. And we never I, I don't even see my my partner. <laughs> we talk on the phone like once a week or something. And then yeah. we throw stuff at each other. And but the creative process of that is like it's wild. It's like quantum computing with us. You know what I mean? It's a whole different thing. I think if me and him sat in a room together, we would just stare at each other. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, yeah, dude, you watched the new uh, episode of uh, Mandalorian or whatever, you know, but uh, Don't spoil <laughs> it. I haven't watched season three yet. <laughs> I haven't watched uh, it well, it, it's, it's terrible. Ah, everybody yeah, does. Except it, the right? last episode that was on today, which was episode seven of eight. Yeah, it's 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 a it's not a good season. <laughs> it's definitely not like season two. <laughs> no, that was that was classic. Yeah, yeah, they dropped a, they dropped some major ball, but it's you know Disney prying man, the agenda driven Disney. You know they're I don't know Greg, what the hell they're doing with all the good stuff. You know, Greg, I think you're on mute. No, there you go. Now I can he, hear. He's just ah, like, dude, yeah. you guys. Just you, talk. I see you talking, and then you were I couldn't hear you at all. I see. Anyways, I'm, I, I totally went off to the left field. That's, so. right. anyways, That's all good. Anyway, what, that, now I know why Mark wasn't responding to me. But <laughs> <laughs> to go back point, just to what you were saying about fan expectation and all that. Now, I always use Boston as an example because I saw them back in 2004. And I don't know if they were augmented or not, but Brad Delp, the whole band, sounded amazing. Just like I saw that tour even years and years later, but you know, like you were saying, for example, people getting older and shit like that, it really does enhance the show. Like um, Blackie Lawless took a ton of crap for it with this recent Wasp 40th and it, but he has, he hasn't played live in years and he's not in the best shape and he's right. You know, people aren't going to be thrilled if they come to the show and the courses don't sound all that great. And that's all he was using them on was to fill out the courses and I'd rather see someone do that than go see Don Doc, and that sounds like a sixty-year-old barfly whispering into a microphone. <laughs> Greg, you give him too much credit. He's pushing seventy, but I digress. <laughs> we I, we I opened up for Doc in a couple of times more. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Not anymore. That was the last time. Now. <laughs> oh man! But no, you're that. right. You're right about that. You know and. It's, it, it, you know, that it, it's true. You know what I mean? You're like, you know, it'd be like, you know, um, you Boston was a perfect example. You go see Boston. And if you don't hear that 15 part harmony section coming out, you're like, where you're going to know, <laughs> oh. you know, I mean, would I, I'm going to guess. Cause I, I know a couple of the dudes in the band currently and they sing mm -hmm. and 
they really play, but that's why there's like nine people on stage. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they, 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 they can do that, you know, and to that credit, I'll give them, you know, they definitely do that, but not all bands can do that. I mean, look, come on, look at, look at a band like Power Wolf or a band like Sabaton with the, you know, the 15 piece orchestra and the 90 piece chorus going on. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. We all know it. You know what I mean? Right, and yeah. no one cares. It's cool. It's great. I'd rather hear it. You know what I mean? I mean, we're, we're there for the show. You yeah. know what I mean? If you can't do it, and like you said, like if some of these guys are getting older and they really can't do it, like like the docking thing. Ooh, you know, I know and bless his soul and no disrespect to Don, but like, you know, my buddy Chris plays with them. He plays bass. And oh, he you, you know Chris McCarville? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very cool. He, yeah, he does a lot of the singing now because he's a freaking amazing singer. Thank goodness. You know what I mean? That's probably, you know, he's like, he really picks up the slack, you know, but I mean, that that's a little, that's a little rough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, you get a point, you know, he does sound like a six-year-old bar, you know, barfly type of thing. So yeah. then, you know, you, you, know, you I, rather go that, but it's real or you let somebody go and do you know, some tracking to enhance it, to make the experience more enjoyable on the ears, you know, <laughs> it's, it's funny that we were just talking about Boston. Cause I just did a, like a covers night out in uh, Suffolk County with uh, a bunch of musicians from the Long Island area. And one of the songs they covered was for play long time. It took nine people on stage to nail that song. Just right. <laughs> I kid yeah. you not. Yeah, I but it sounded Boston. amazing, even with the audience doing the hand claps during the. Yeah, uh, that's great. You know, during the breakdown, it was great. Yeah, Boston's one of those bands for me. Like I, I think, oh god, that first record's probably the greatest, one of the greatest records of all time. You know, it's mm. like one of those things where you listen to, you like to think that was their demo. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, recorded in a basement. <laughs> it was the first indie album. <laughs> yeah, it was the first indie album. Well, a lot of people don't realize it. A lot of people don't know that the uh, the Metal Church record, the first one, was the same thing. Oh, really? That was their that was their their demo. They hmm. did it like in like two days. Wow. Yeah, and it became their first release. Yeah. Hmm. I love yeah, well, album. you know what? You can't re sometimes you just can't like like that. Dealt in 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 uh Tom Schultz said they couldn't capture that energy again. Mm. You know what I mean? It was magic. You can't, you know, just like these Van Halen albums, the early day Van Halen albums. It's like the magic's there. You know what I mean? You can't recapture these things. That's why when bands try to re-record stuff like Man of War, let's re-record Kings of Metal. What we don't have to discuss wrong? that. I'm like, <laughs> I remember the first time I heard that I was, I was offended. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I remember calling up one of my best friends going, what the fuck is this? I'm like, what is this? I'm like, to be like re-recording Number of the Beast. What the fuck, man? You don't do that. Just leave man. it alone. You know, I don't get it. I mean, oh, well, we're going to get the rights back. Well, no one's going to play that version. Of right, no. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're blowing your load on something no one gives a shit about. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's perfect. No, that's why it sucks, because their imperfections will make these records so amazing. Yeah. You know? That's like when Twisted Sister redid uh, Stay Hungry, you know, because they didn't like the guitar sound. But you know what? The new guitar sound was worse than the first one. So <laughs> what sense that make? Yes, do stop it. The rawness of that album. It's like, yeah, it worked. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hey, really you know, like, you know, there's, there's how many albums we listen to now? Like, you know, the production's like, oh, I wish they would have, you know, did it better. But, mm -hmm. you know, 
the energy still there. I mean, you know, if you could remix it, maybe that would be cool. But a lot of times, you know, these they can't get permission from the original labels and all this other crap and nonsense, you know. You know, me and Kurt were talking about these, like, oh, I wish I could remix the dark and I wish I could remix, you know, this album and that album. But they, you know, getting the master tapes for stuff like that's not easy. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know, but because, you know, we get, we're not going to re record it. It's, the energy's there, the vibes there, you know, and maybe the production at the time, you know, definitely wasn't up to par, but then it was. But now you're like, ooh, you know, that snare drum sounds terrible or something, you know, crazy like that, you know. <laughs> and these guys are like, oh, well, we're recorded. It's going to be great with modern production. No, dude, you're like yeah, 40 years old. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have any drive. You're not mad anymore. You're not all coking. You're not all fucked up. <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. Now, when you joined Rusty Boston, you had to learn like all the old man, uh, all the old Man of War songs. Is there a song that you've found where like Adam, Eric, you couldn't like duplicate what Eric Adams did at all or anything? He's like oh, one of my top favorite vocalists. Anything. No. Dude, Eric <laughs> Dude, Eric Adams is a fucking, he's a legend, dude. You yeah, know, yeah. you know, it's the same thing with all like, you know, David Wayne and Meg Howe and, and all these dudes. It's like, dude, they are who they are because there's an identity to them and yeah, no one's going to yeah. replicate it. You right. know, so it's, it's, you know, you might have some people that have like a, you know, like a similar sound, like, like Ripper mm-hmm. with when he joined Priest, you know, he had some of the, the Halford thing vibes going on, but he wasn't Halford. He's amazing. Sounds great doing the stuff, but it wasn't Halford. You know what I mean? Same thing with like Todd doing Queensryche. Sounds a lot like 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 Jeff, but he's not Jeff. Right. You know what I mean? Even though it does the thing, same thing. I mean, I could we could sing the notes and we could we could we try to bring the spirit to these tunes and we and we do the best that we you know to our ability to to you know stay true to it. But you can't you can't try to imitate. It's a waste of time because. You know, it was done to perfection and it is what it is because of who they are. You know, and I always was explaining it to somebody the other day and, and this gets kind of deeper, but, you know, the shape of a skull, the shape of your torso, you know, the way that you might take the breath or mm. all these technical things. You you can't duplicate. That's not your body. Right, you know, and believe right, it or yeah. not, that's what matters. Just like people's like when they play guitar, there's certain ways, there's certain plays that are identifiable, the way that they maybe their finger size, weird sounds like that really is. But it's but mm. it is true. And, you know, especially with a voice, it's so nuanced, you know, that it's it's kind of pointless to do it. And, you know, and the thing is, is I always said I didn't join Man of War. I'm playing with Ross. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like it's different, you know, with with the metal church. You know, thank goodness that that you know. I remember talking to Kurt so depthly before I even joined, and I, he was like, "I don't want you to imitate or try to be like anybody else." Right. Yeah. And that was a relief. You know. You know. Obviously, doing the back catalog. You know. Thankfully, I I I always vibed with David Wayne a lot because I was always into that kind of vocal, so that made it a little bit better for me to to do those things. You know, but I'm not David Wayne. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm, yeah. it's not going to sound yeah. like David Wayne. It's going to have some character, but it's not going to. You know, it, it'll be my version of those tunes. And and that was like, you know, that was a that's a big thing with doing the Man of War stuff. It was like I had to really adapt it to what worked for me. You know, hitting all the money shots, obviously. Um, but you know, to me, it was more important to make sure that the spirit and the attitude was there. You know, I go out there and 
when I'm singing hail and kill, I really mean it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, 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 I, there ain't no joke. I go out there. I feel like I'm going to war and, you know, you really can't do those songs smiling and, right, right. and pretending that you're, you're mad. I mean, yeah. I'm mad. I'm mad. Well, you could, it would just mad. look really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, happy man. <laughs> but, you know, talking about like, you know, the different singers and inflection and me as a guitar player, you know, the the reason why I grew up appreciating Ross uh, as a kid when he was in Manowar and the reason why uh, Metal Church meant as much to me as a kid growing up. I mean, I remember being six years old, seeing Watch the Children uh, Pray on MTV and just, you know, hearing how both songwriters, both guitar players put their phrasing, they put their touch to it, similar to what a vocalist does when they're in the studio. Right. You know, cutting their thing down, you know, they're phrasing it. They're putting their imprint on that song. Like, you know, take, for example, Alex Skolnick, great technical guitar player. And he could probably do a crazy solo over a song like Watch the Children Play, but uh, pray. Sorry, Watch the Children Pray. <laughs> Tongue tied there. But, you know, uh, Kurt added his touch to that song. He added his phrasing, which is what made that song special and stick out. Mm-hmm. You know, the same way uh, Ross does that. And, uh, yep. you know, I mean, that's it's, it's got to be great to work with two complete visionaries of, of you know, uh, there's of, of their type of songwriting prowess. So, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think one of the for me to the to date, the most surreal moment for me was when we played Bloodstock with K.K. Downing. That must have been insane. I remember we're playing um, Green Man Alishi, and I'm <laughs> and I'm up there, and I look over, and it's Ross, and then I look on this side, and it's KK Downer, and I'm like, "What is this? This isn't this isn't real <laughs> life, man." Fifteen year old Mark, it would be like, yeah, "You're never. This isn't you know." I I think that every time that something happens, like especially now, I'm like, fifteen year old Mark listening to Metal Church for the first time going oh my god you know wow this is this is amazing you know now now i'm in it and it's like what <laughs> you'd have you know, you'd have the... doing doing covers of of uh a ton of bricks and battle hymns you know and all this stuff and now i'm in i'm in bands with the dudes that wrote this stuff it's just, it's just crazy <laughs> you'd you have know? the taylor swift sense of wonder <laughs> yeah totally you know totally it, it, it's it is. Yes, I did. That. And I mean, I'm a fan more than anything. You know what I mean? Because I come in, came into this later in life. So I've been a fan always. And I think the, I've, and it, it's still, it's, you know, I, I, t- I talk to Kurt, like I always ask him all these questions and I'll just do it to Ross too for a long time and total fan nerdo questions like, Oh, like this and that. And, you know, forgetting that, like, Oh, are we going to go play in 10 minutes? You know, we're laughing, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's still the same way, even playing all the, we get to go, you know, we play all these festivals and stuff and, you know, all my favorite bands are on it. And I always, every time we get, you know, get a festival, I'm like, who's on it, who's on it. You know, every, you know, everybody's like totally, everybody in the business is pretty much just over it. You know what I mean? And I come in and I'm fucking just so psyched. Oh my God, fucking Halloween's played. Oh my God. You know, I met, we played Barcelona Rock Fest last year and I and I met King Diamond for the first time and I fucking oh, wow. almost had a heart attack. <laughs> I was like dying inside. I was like, he was super cool. And 
because I had done a cover of two covers of King Diamond covers, and one of them was with Andy LaRock. Oh, really? And Andy, I had never met Andy LaRock other than on the internet, like email, and when we were doing it, and he was at that show. We were playing after uh, Merciful Fate, and Andy LaRock was there, and I, I, I went to go, you know, I finally got to meet him in person, and you know, he was like, "You go, you you met the king, right?" And I'm like, "No." And he goes, "Oh, come <laughs> here." And I'm like, "You know." And he's like, "Oh." And then the next thing you know, me and King are talking about like you know monitors and ear monitors, and and he's getting full makeup, and he's got his kid, and he's raw. I'm like, "Dude, dude, what is this?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, I walked so away. I was on cloud nine. I took my picture with him, and everyone's like, "Dude, what's up?" I'm like, "I just met the king." I'm like, <laughs> "Everyone's like looking at me like whatever, dude." And I'm like. Nah, man, that's the fucking coolest shit ever. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's you cool. know. So it, the fan never dies in me. I'm, I'm totally that teenager all the time when it comes to this stuff. <laughs> well, we have stuff. a King Diamond show, and, and we're going to be having you on that at some point. Oh, nice. Uh, we do have some people in the in the chat though. Uh, one of them said uh, he discovered you through CJ Ortiz. I don't know who CJ Ortiz. Is. Oh, they had the Metal Motivation. Really, really good friend of mine. Yep. Oh man, really yep. cool. And uh, our friend Eric Adams is a friend of our show here. Uh, does Ross the boss call you the general manager? Did you? No. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that supposed to mean? And he wants to know, are you the deacon in metal church? Uh, he's got some stupid questions here. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, he's an idiot. That's why he doesn't uh, come on our show anymore. Oh, okay. Which is why I asked him, did the insane asylum let him out in time for Greek Easter? Is that why he's on our message board right now? He's he's also a wrestler, so he's probably got uh, CRT or CET, CRT, what's that? CTE, CTT, CTE, CTE, CRT, CET. I, I think you're seeing too many TTs. All right, I stop that. So. I think so. Uh, Greg, we try to say anything because uh, I noticed you don't have your headphones. So that's why you keep getting cut out. Yeah, I no, I wasn't. <laughs> All right, Greg. he was waiting for us to shut up, Wayne. Go ahead, Greg. Yeah. What? No. I was just saying, oh, yeah, that's cool. And responding to some of what Mark said, but uh, it would be cool to see the Brave back in the set list. <laughs> I think you'd sound uh, really neat with your own take on that one. The Brave. Oh, whoa, gee, wow. Isn't that a bonus track? Uh, I think it was specifically for one of the Metal Masker compilations. Either that or the Decline of Western Civilization 2 soundtrack. One of those two. Huh. I'll have to look that up. You never know. <laughs> but I, I, I'm good for having these guys dig out the obscure stuff. You know, that was that was definitely been a topic of discussion. I know that I know that we got a couple of obscure songs that we're doing um, for the first part of this tour. You know, we're going to keep, you know, we'll always keep adding and stuff like that. So, um Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'll have to look into that. I forgot all about that song. <laughs> Kurt probably will be like, what's that? <laughs> Last time I saw them live when uh, Mike, before he passed, they were out here at a, a small club. It was real cool. I got to talk to Kurt for a little bit, but I brought up uh, Big Guns from the original European press of the first album. <laughs> the first look on his face is like, Wow, you remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Greg goes deep. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. It's well, funny. I, I, my band, Let Us Pray, opened up for Metal Church and Doro on that tour oh, here. Wow. That's great. Oh, 
was that the one on, uh, with Images of Eden as the opening act? No, nah, not here. Okay, all right. So nope. they're probably just joined on the East Coast then. Yeah, I'm on the East Coast in New New England, New Bedford area. Oh, all right, here and we opened for them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, maybe they did play. Maybe they were after us. Yeah, they were on that. Yeah, they we went on first and then they played. Yeah, I remember yeah. they there. they just secured the opening spot on the wasp on the wasp European tour. So oh cool, cool. and uh, they're friends of the show. So cool. hi guys, have awesome. a safe trip. Awesome. Um, I, I'd like to ask you a question because uh, you had on the uh, Let Us Pray album, uh, Virtues of the Vicious. You have two of my favorite guitar players of the early two thousands on there. You had a uh, John from Shadows Fall, who's now in anthrax and rest in peace ollie herbert of uh all that remains um how was it that uh you were able to secure them for uh spots on the album i mean john is just an amazing guitarist and every time i see him with shadows fall he just he just melts faces yeah i've been friends with john for years i play with uh we have a we had well technically we still do but we haven't done it in a while we had a, a 80s tribute band that we would do on our drunken time off, it was called Cobra Kai, and we would play everything from Poison to Pantera. It was pretty funny. <laughs> um, but once I stopped drinking, it kind of lost its <laughs> luster. Um, but, I mean, I've been friends with those guys for a long time and still am. Um, so, you know, asking John to to do it was a no-brainer. And that's funny because my guitar player in Let Us Pray, John, plays drums in John's new original band living records so it's all it's always a small circle of people and ollie um i got to know him because he he used to come see i had a band called metal 101 and we would do metal covers and he came he we were playing up in the spring uh springfield western mass area and he came out to one of the shows and you know we were playing halloween and king diamond and he just lost his mind and i got became friends with him like that we were supposed to do a project together uh but in it you know we jammed a couple of times and then he came out and did the i went out and recorded him for that tune and then unfortunately you know we didn't never get to do the project because he you know passed away so yeah mm. I appreciate you mentioning uh, the band Halloween. It's my favorite band. And usually I get shit for saying, mentioning them on all the shows that we're always doing. So right. I'm glad that you finally mentioned it. Oh, dude, because they, they hate that they're my favorite band. Uh, I don't hate it. It's just you made us listen to all 18 albums in a row. <laughs> oh, sorry, Mark. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. he had to go through Pink, pink Bubbles Go Ape. I, yeah. I, I have a soft spot for uh, Pink Bubbles Go Ape and Chameleon, but it took time, damn it. It there were some years good away. songs on there. I remember, mean, like, what's that? Was it was there a song called Giants on there or something? That's on Chameleon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, yeah, cool. that's a touchy one. There's some yeah. weird stuff on there. Yeah, I love Halloween. They, you know, the purveyors of uh, power, true power metal. You yeah, know they are. So, I'm glad. I always, I, I, I have a huge argument with Ross all the time because he, <laughs> he goes, you know. I invented power metal. I'm like, no, you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you didn't fucking invent power metal, dude. He goes, well, that's what I'm I'm like. Well, they're lying. You didn't invent power metal. I go, you you could say you invented like, you know, like Viking metal, the epic metal type of thing. But you did not invent power metal. 
Yeah. And he like he was like he gets all upset. I'm like I'm just being honest, dude. Don't say it because you did it. <laughs> I all right. So here's a trivia question. I want to see if you guys will agree with this answer. The very first power metal song is. Oh, I don't know. Fast as a shark. Oh. Except. Oh, really, I would. Yep, kind of give the edge. I would kind of give the Iggy to uh, Neon Knights from Black Sabbath, maybe, or maybe even Dio era Rainbow. Kill the King. Still yeah. not fast as a shock. That's always more of a like thrash this. song to me, more than a power metal song. But that's, you know, but that's the that's where the power metal speed metal line was drawn. You know, where like a. Like, for instance, like, oh, well, Dragon Force is power metal. Well, they're kind of more like speed metal. Right. Speed metal. You know, maybe too many genres. But I'm just saying, I really felt, and I always thought that Fast as a Shark was the the beginning of what the template for power metal would kind of follow. You know what I mean? Neon Knights definitely has that thing, but it didn't have that aggression of the fast as a shark machine you know so greg what do you say because you had your hands up greg i know you got an answer <clears throat> can you hear me I can yeah it's going deep go stargazer rainbow i mean it's got the yeah. epic got the different parts it's got medieval shit and richie does a shredding solo in it yep. that's all beginning of it to me yeah yeah <laughs> i got, you won't argue with you on that one absolutely as far as like genre goes for sure i think i'm i think for me what i mean by that when i'm talking about it is like the um you know the double bass and the aggressive straightforward power metal type thing like a halloween right, that's right, what we're yeah. talking about like the halloween you know like the early walls of jericho stuff you know you, to be, be honest with you looking at it from that perspective and i know u.s power metal is different from euro power metal but uh Queen of the Reich. Queen Shrek. What, uh, what about um when, Fast when, as a Shock was before that? When was oh, um Exciter from Judas before. Priest? Yeah, which, that too. Exciter. Which song? Oh Exciter from Judas Priest. 76, 77 at that time. Was Exciter before Fast as a Shock? Fuck oh, yeah. yeah. Well, guess that, what? That was it then. I'm wrong. <laughs> it's Exciter. It would be Exciter. Shit. Well, good. I learned really something. We're gonna all about that. Huh. <laughs> Either way, those were the early ones, right? <laughs> <laughs> and they, hey, they, and and Halloween was influenced by both of those bands. So exactly, <laughs> exactly. Either way, they're all great. So that's funny. Yeah. Show how different things can influence people differently. And right. Halloween and Exciter is also what made Venom decide to get together. Mm. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, now you you mentioned about bands having all these crazy genres. Um, let us pray. I'm reading the bio and the dark melodic power thrash. All right, <laughs> that was a label a that made us come up with something. I, we came up with a better version of it. We call it ADHD metal because <laughs> yeah. really because I I I have that severely. And we, me and John, we always laugh because we we're both totally spazzes and, and the music reflects. If you wanted to tap into what, how we think, yeah. that's the, that's what it is. That's right. how we think. That's why when I go and write with Ross or I'm writing with, with uh, Kurt, 
I really have to pull it in. Right. You know what I mean? I kind of really have to study what we're doing. They have a certain parameter where it would let us pray. There is no parameter. We just go for <laughs> it, you know? And yeah. if you think this album <laughs> was crazy, <laughs> wait you hear the new one. <laughs> <laughs> we added even more wackiness. Well, I mean, really? have you ever heard of a band called Igor? Uh, yeah. Sounds familiar. I with the triple G, triple G O R. That's ADHD metal. That shit's crazy. That's a little bit more, even more crazier than us, which is pretty funny. But yeah, I mean, about you know, I see. I like too many things, and I always said that if I was going to have my own band, that I wouldn't limit myself to anything because I like, you know, I love super heavy stuff. Like one of my favorite bands is um, Manel Nakas. And um, like, you know, it's total grindcore and I fucking, you know, I love darking. I love industrial stuff. I, I just, I love really extreme stuff, but I also, also like super melodic stuff like Boston and, you know, old, it's not totally wimpy, but I, you know, old firehouse or, you know, the eighties lush vocals and stuff. And then, yeah you know, and everything in between. And I was like, well, why, why can't I do all that together? And that's exactly what we do. And that's probably why the album just goes over a lot of people's heads because it, it really does. It really does encompass a lot of territory. And mm. within one song, sometimes we can cover five different genres. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I turned one of them on. I'm like, what the, what the hell's going on? Because you're, you're growling in one part and then you get really melodic in a chorus. And I like that. It's really cool because actually when me and Lou uh, did our band together, one of the songs was kind of similar to that. Mm -hmm. And I never really worked on music like that before. It's usually just like um, like the power metal type stuff. But then on right. that one song, we started going crazy, kind of like your stuff was doing. And I like it. You know, it bring like you said, it's, everything you listen to is in, in that one song kind of, you know, I make you earn cool. your cut, Wayne. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And it's cool, and it, it, it makes you think. It, it challenges you in a little bit, uh, in a way, as a, as a listener. And that's one of the reasons I get frustrated with a lot of new bands and really enjoyed the Let Us Pray record is because you take chances. You, you mix it up, and you throw things together in an interesting way. You're not just trying to make an, a thrash album that sounds like an 80s Megadeth thrash album. And that right. drives about a lot of newer bands. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. And it's, it's too bad. Like, you know, and I'm, and, and I'm probably going to get a massive amount of crap for this, but I really don't care. You know, I am a closet case. I love Avenged Sevenfold and everybody can say what they want about them. And I will tell you this, those guys are ultra talented. They take chances except for that one album where they did copy every band that they ever loved, but yes. they did it on purpose. So I give them credit for that when they at least admitted it. But I mean, you know, especially when they first came out, they were, who sounded like them? No one. I mean, they had a really unique style and that's not easy to do, you know? And, you know, a, a lot of metal fans will, didn't like the way they looked. And I was like, that's really freaking, you know, they look emo, dude, I don't care. Who cares? The guy's shredding like Ingbe, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. You know, whatever the case may be. But I'm just saying, talk about, a, you know, and their new album's coming out and everyone's like, oh, they're all finished. I'm like, dude, that new song's just crazy. I love it because it they went totally the other direction where they could have played it safe. You know, is that a career killer? I don't know. But I mean, another band, Power Wolf, right? Every fucking album sounds the same. Right. I love them. Love them. 
But I'm like, I put on the new record the other day and I was like, fuck. I knew every song where it was going to go before the song came on. Yeah, because they all follow the same thing. Yeah. I was like, I get, you know, it's they have a thing and that's cool. And that's what they do. A lot of bands do that. Sabaton does it. All these bands do that. Yeah. That's their thing. They're playing sold out stadium shows. And that's great. But, you know, as a listener, you know, a couple of songs on the record are like, yeah, that's cool. Where they might have did something a little bit different. You know, where the, the, the label is like, oh, you can do a couple of songs your own, but we need another one of these and another one of these and another one of these. Hey, it's a business. I get it. But, you know, if you don't have to really do that, you know, then why not? You know, if you want to, you know, it, it is art and we're supposed to be art, you know, and, 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 you know, what was the, what was the great thing about old when Queens right first came out, no album was the same. Right. Yeah. You know, mm. For better or worse, for what everybody wants to say, like I thought Promised Land was amazing, but mm -hmm. it came out after Empire, and Empire was so big that everybody was looking for Jess City Woman, and they didn't get it, because mm -hmm. Promised Land was more of like a thinking person's record like Rageful Order was, which I think to this day, Rageful Order is probably the one of the most unique albums that has never been duplicated, ever. Mm -hmm by anybody, not even themselves. And that album, to this day, I can listen to it and find something new. And I'm like, fuck, it's just boom. It's, it's so, so, and think about 1986, what they were doing, there was no Mac laptops where you could do everything at home. All that shit right. was, just to get those sounds, you know, I worked with Neil Kernan for a little bit and I talked a lot to him about that record and some of the stuff that they did to get some of those sounds, just like, you talk about time consuming and being in the studio, mm. you know, and, and, and I, over the years I got to, to know the guys in Queensryche and, you know, they'll, they'll tell you straight out that that was a massively drug induced party time <laughs> days when they were in Europe, when they did that album, but you could see the, my, the expansiveness of the thought process that went into it. You know mm. what I mean? For whatever it's worth, you know, the, it, 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 no one does that. Like no one, no one, goes beyond the realm of what they already know these days and that's that's what really kind of sucks you know yeah. what i mean and then yeah. even though i mean you know there's a again there's a lot of great things and there's a lot of great players but the writing is missing you know right. that, that 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 to take a chance writing and you know that's why i find you know i laugh when my dad's got the old classic rock station on i'm like rediscovering like listening to like super tramp and mm. going Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> or hearing like old ELO and going, holy Christ. I'm like, this stuff is just way. I mean, to think that that was mainstream at one time. Wow. Right, we right. really got dumb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, Fine, so I just started really listening to them too that. lately. I've been, I've been getting to ELO a lot lately too. And it's I, like, how do I miss all this stuff? You know, it's just. Yeah. I like, so I, you know, one thing I really miss is, um, I really vibe on the uh, the storyteller singers, right? Like right. Billy Joel and, and another closet case favorite of mine, <laughs> Barry Manilow. Oh, jeez! <laughs> you know, I I laugh. Everyone's like, really? You know, and they always did Coco Coco Banner or something. I'm like, well, you know, that's not really one of my favorite ones. But you go back to his older stuff, the song Magic, dude. The beginning of that song is so creepy. You would never think it was Barry Manilow. It's like a funeral. <laughs> You know, 
but I mean, think about that. It's Barry Manilow writing Mandy, and then he goes and writes Magic, which sounds like a horror song. Nobody, <laughs> there was no, no one told him he couldn't do it. You know what I mean? I think that's that's what I'm. The point I'm trying to get is there were no boundaries, and you know, I always said that if I was going to do something of my own, which is this is let us pray that I was going to do the same thing. That's why we released that single um, Deadlight Sunset. And everyone's like, oh, my God, it sounds nothing like the other stuff. And I'm like, well, of course it doesn't. That's the, yeah, that's the point. Yeah, that's the point. You yeah. know, I mean, I wanted to write a creepy soundtrack type of song that was industrial vibe. And that's what I did. You know, like, oh, it's not heavy like the other shit. I'm like, well, go listen to the rest of the other record. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it doesn't mean I'm not going to write another freaking murder that I make or something, you know? Yeah. You know, I, I just don't really, you know, I'm not really into that. You know, I, I, that's why I find sometimes writing some stuff with like Ross or writing with metal church thing is I have to keep to a certain, a certain thing. And I found it was funny, but like, you know, doing working with a metal church record, like, you know, that's, that's a certain thing, you know, there's a sound and uh, you know, I studied everything I could about that. And, you know, I talked to Kurt every day and, um, and, you know, we, we experimented, we did. We tried a bunch of different things and uh, they were cool. But at the end of the day, uh, it's not really metal church. And then we were like, OK, well, then let's go back and do something else. But we tried it. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and, and where Ross, Ross, we could get away with some stuff here and there because it was his own thing. It wasn't man of war. You know, and it was funny because when we did by blood sworn. We, the, you know, they wanted the, the record, the label wanted it to, to be like a man of war type thing. So we were like, all right, well, let's do, you know, let's do this. And the first single I remember going through, this sounds, this is total blood, blood of my enemies <laughs> on purpose. And I remember I, I deliberately ripped off some of the melodies from call to arms from man of war because I was like, well, they want it to sound like me. Well, let's do it, right? <laughs> yeah. And then we, we released it. And they're like, oh, it sounds like it sounds like Man of War. Well, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we wanted. That's what you wanted it to sound like. Now, did you ever get any shit from? Uh, I don't did, care anymore. <laughs> did you ever get you know? any shit from Joey DeMaio or anything? Oh, f him. <laughs> I remember there was there was <laughs> there was it was uh, a long time ago. How do I say this? There was there was somebody on the inside of something saying that, you know, Joey's Joey's not very happy about something. And, you know, don't be surprised if you hear from him. I'm like, <laughs> you can call me all he fucking wants. I go, he ain't going to scare me. If he gives me any shit, I'll just knock his other fucking glass eye out. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? Glass eye? <laughs> You didn't know he had the glass eye? No. I found out. Oh, you do now. (laughs) I just thought he was normally cockeyed, but whatever. (laughs) Yeah, the glass eye. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, now it's probably, it was just a bunch of nonsense, anyways. You know, I'm nothing against anybody, you know, whatever. I don't even know the guy who cares, you know. All I know is I freaking love Old Man of War and I love Eric Adams to this day. And I remember actually it was weird. One of his, one of his really good friends came to a Ross show in Syracuse and I didn't know like who he was until way way after and we were talking and I found out that he was one of Eric's best friends and I I was like you really please tell him you know you know I am nothing but a huge fan and have nothing but love and respect and 
you know, I just hopefully I can do these songs some kind of justice, you know, and, and it, you know, to know that, you know, I am first and foremost just a, a, an admirer of his work and, you know, I couldn't say enough more things, you know, I, I hope the message got to him, you know what I mean? I would, mm. that's one person I've never got to meet and I would love to meet him, you know, I, I, yeah, yeah. I hope I get to, you know, at least just at least him, you know yeah. what I mean? One yeah. day. Yeah, definitely. Uh, now, I know we can't talk too much about Metal Church, but you can talk a little bit. Um, <laughs> did you ever get to know Mike Howe at all before? He I, passed away? I met him once. Yeah. Wow. And um, it was a it was um, we were playing Bloodstock doing the uh, the KK thing. Metal Church was playing. And I I have been friends with Stet for years because he's from the Cape here in Massachusetts. Oh, okay. So I've known him since he was in Run 21. And um, so I've known him forever. And then I got to know um, Steve, the bass player, because he was a fan of some of the stuff that I was doing. And he had come out to see me play with Ross a couple of times when we were out in Washington. So I got to kind of know him from that. And um, we were we were playing um, and I got them their sound guy because he's Ross's sound guy. So I, mm -hmm. I hooked them up with that. So, you know, kind of got to know everybody through that. And um, we were we were going, both of us were playing Bloodstock and we happened to just be on the same flights oh, wow. to go to England the same day. And we all hung out on the plane and um, I met Mike there. Mike was very quiet. You know, he really, you know, he was really, you know, quiet. Kurt was quiet. I ended up hanging out with Steve and Kurt. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Steve and uh, Stead. And yeah. um, so that's really like the only time I got to meet him, you know? And then when we opened up for him, when I was in Let Us Pray, you know, I just got to say what's up. And that was about it. You know, I never oh, really get to, to talk to him any any more than that, you know. Yeah. Uh, so how, how did you actually, was there like some kind of, um, uh, some kind of, uh, what am I trying to say here? A uh, Like a, oh my God, help me, Lou. <laughs> audition. The, the audition, thank for, you. Uh, I have a COVID for, brain right now. Yes. Uh, audition. The impetus for, for joining them, was it sort of they approached you or was yeah. it that you heard that maybe they were looking for someone and, no, like, they approached me. They oh, approached wow. you. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I I had been, I had been asked to do a fill in at one point because there was a possibility of some stuff going down where Mike wasn't going to be able to play. So they yeah. asked me if I would be interested if that were the case, and of course I said yes at the time. And um, but that was you know way prior to the events that happened. Um, and then, so, I mean, I guess I was already, you know, it was, I was already in their mind if they were going to, you know, do, you know, do something after that, the tragic thing that happened. Right, right, right. I didn't think the band was going to carry on. You know, I, I had no idea. You know, once I heard that, I was like, Phew. yeah, you know, they, they went so, through so many singers for so many years, you know, so it's, yeah. I, I didn't think they would continue either, you know, yeah. but I'm glad to see that they didn't. I'm glad that they, <laughs> here, they, see that they got here you. We are. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. And I'm yeah. glad they pick you for a vocalist because I think you're gonna fit in very well. The new song's really cool. I like that a lot. Yeah, thank you. So thank I can't you. wait to hear the rest of it. Did you have any um, uh, input on the on the, like the the lyrics or anything, or is that I wrote everything? You wrote everything. All right, wow, well, cool. It's the very first cool. time Kurt's ever let anybody do that, which was pretty wild. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I was. I remember. I I could just I could say this. I remember. You know, like part of the audition beside doing some of the old stuff was to uh uh you know write write tunes obviously hmm. and uh i kept one song two songs and i kept going you know he's 
he's gonna, you know, because I knew he's one of the main writers. He's no, keep going. <laughs> going, going. I'm like, any you know, like, I'm gonna, you know, at one point he's gonna say stop. And I was kind of relieved because it was a lot of work, you know. And he was like, No, you could you could keep writing. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, so that was that was cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah great. I love yeah, I mean the definitely the new song. Um, I can't talk about the new song, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So, Song's um, out, so the new song uh was written while i was in the band because they had a bunch of material already written but it didn't it didn't fit me right um because it, it wasn't heavy it's like oh, okay this, you know and i mean i'm a way more aggressive singer in that aspect and you know one of my big things was like if we're gonna do this we have to come out fucking slamming you know, I was like, we have to come out hitting harder than ever because, you know, you're coming out of a bad, you know, a really big tragedy. And, you know, you got to you got to come out and, and be like, here we are type right, of yeah. thing, you know, and I was a big advocator of we got to come out and freaking just slam this step down everybody's throats. And uh, luckily, everybody agreed. And that's where we are. So that was, you know, that's how that that worked out. And um you know, I'm I'm very happy with with the with that with that, and uh, we got another one coming out. Another one's coming out in like another couple of weeks, so mm. you'll get another one soon. Very so, cool. As heavy as that. <laughs> and I actually just pre-ordered the album the other day because you guys are oh, autographing it. I saw you had a picture up. You were signing all the albums. So, dude, I really did. There's 500 of those fucking things. <laughs> I was cracking up. I, you know, I'm like, oh, this will be cool. And I'm like, I get through like 10, 20 of them, and I work from home. Yeah. And- yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck, man? It's going to take me fucking five years to finish. And the, and the label's like, you finished yet? I'm like, dude, <laughs> let me, let me do that. Like, so like I'd be working, I do graphic design and video work at, at home. And like, I would take a break and I'd sign 20 and then I go back to work and I'd sign 50. And I, hey. it was like, it was like never ending, man. It was like these big boxes and, I was like, by the end of it, I was like, I had to go. I went through like five pens. First row <laughs> problems, I call it, but it was really funny. And they're, right. like, they're like, oh, can you take pictures, you know, of you signing the stuff? And I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> I'm like, okay. You know, and he says, oh, like this. And like, you got all these other bands are all like dressed up fancy with their hats on, like all yeah. rock and roll. I'm like, hey, yeah, yeah watch this. <laughs> I put it all back I'm out in my bed signing it with the, my freaking you know, my freaking baby Yoda fucking <laughs> I'm like, it's the real deal right here. There ain't no, there's no glamorizing this. <laughs> That's so funny. yeah, so that was pretty fun. That's so cool. yeah, it's real, it's real autograph. <laughs> yeah, good, good. Uh and when is that when is it's May 26th, right? Yeah. It comes out. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and then pre-order. we get the Ross thing coming out May, I mean uh April 28th, which oh. is uh the compilation. I well, the best of the compilation or whatever they're calling it. Yeah. Uh, it's the, you know his first four albums on AFM, and okay. uh, this is the first day of our tour. And uh, I designed that whole packaging, which was pretty cool. Oh really? Wow. Yeah, and uh, I love it. I I was I was just excited to get the album to put it on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it was cool because 
Ross picked all the songs and I was super excited because on the two albums that I'm on one, I mean, I wrote, I mean, I wrote all the vocals for all of them, but on three of the songs, me and John from let us pray wrote with Ross. So that was cool. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a little, you know, that was, that was really cool. It was nice to have that on there too. So nice exciting and then you said you also had the the let us pray another album's coming out is that yeah we're done or where i mean it's funny we we had a whole other record ready to roll before the whole world shut down and then when that when it happened you know we're all like i'm like oh we might as well get you know let's get this record done Mm -hmm. so we, we started to kind of get into it and then all of a sudden we started writing. Ah, that was a bad idea. Because what happened was, is then we're like, oh my God, this song's amazing. We got to put this on the record. Mm. Oh my God, this song's amazing. We got to put it on the record. Next thing you know is we have, now we have a second album. Then what happened was, is I got, you know, I, I started getting involved. You know, we were doing other, I was, I, would, I went back out on the road and I was working a lot. And then the, this, the metal church thing started happening well no one knew he my john was probably the only person on the planet that knew right away because i had to tell him what was going on because we were always working together next thing you know we had a third album and we hadn't even so what happened was is we basically started we made a deal because we do all the records ourselves Mm -hmm. we play everything i record everything i i produce it arrange it and everything that's why they take so long and then obviously we changed it all the time because we're mad scientists. But <laughs> what happened was, is we've made a deal. We're like, all right, here's the deal. We're going to keep recording until we have no more songs, <laughs> which is never going to happen. So what we did was the first seven, eight, nine, ten 10 songs that are done. That's the record. So <laughs> that's, that's basically hmm. So that's what we're doing right now is we got a bunch of these tunes done and I have to put the vocals down and I haven't had a chance to put the vocals down because I've been doing all these other things. Mm. So that's where we're at with that. But musically, we have three albums and they're already <laughs> all thought out. Like I already have concept for the whole, it's, it's a pretty wild thing. And they, none of them, none of them sound the same, which is pretty fucking wild. You know, it's because, cool. Like yeah. Because like we, what happened was we kind of go through these, We've been, we go through these phases, you know, like some of the stuff that we had proposed that we were going to do for the second record was super, super heavy thrash, like really fast, crazy stuff. And then we kind of slowed it down a little bit. And, and, and John was really starting, like he was really getting into like melodic, a lot more melodic stuff. So we started kind of getting into that. And then I started, and I love gear and I always loved industrial electronic stuff. So I started kind of experimenting with that. And, and then we started getting into that and I'm like, we, the world isn't ready for this yet. So we'll, we'll do this first. And then then that'll be the third album. (laughs) (laughs) And who knows what'll happen by then. So it's always an always constant creation thing for us where there's no shortage of material which is probably it's 
very rare with bands because you know they're always writing for the next record but we're already we're four albums ahead you're way ahead of the so we're like a we're like a record label's dream (laughs) (laughs) gotta say something lou no, I'm good. I mean, that's uh, <laughs> sorry. I, I, no, it's just I'm every. Going off on the okay, can can I say it, Wayne? Go ahead, Lou. Sorry. It's just Mark. Everything that you're saying right now. Yeah. So Wayne and I, our band Severed Angel, our first album is dropping May second. Uh huh. We have a second album in the can. We're already writing the third one. Well, there you go. <laughs> that's awesome. We're trying yeah, to keep up with you. It. Yeah, I get so this is our competition, Wayne. Mark yeah, Lopes of no. Metal Church. <laughs> we gotta hurry up and get the third album done. Get that third album done, man. Yeah. Hey. I need inspiration. Yeah, hey. no, dude, you got it. It's great. You know, I, I I like it. I like I said, when you don't have any limitations, it's not hard to do. Yeah. You know, and it's it's and what's wild is I mean, I have like folders full of like unfinished stuff okay and it'll be the it'll be like what you know what what mood are we in today you know like i'll be like i might have just like heard um oh i was just listening to the uh the new unknown noxmas album and i'm like i'm feeling like in that mood and i'll go back and i'll go oh my god there's a i remember this this one tune we had and there was only like maybe three riffs that I really liked off of it. But what if I take those riffs and loop them and, and, you know, I stuck that whole thing. So I took this one song. It wasn't even going to be anything. I made it this thing and I'll turn it into John. And he'll be like, what the, what is this? <laughs> yeah. You know? And it would be like, I, I'll, I'll grab things of his that he wasn't even conceiving, you know? And that's what the beauty of how we work off of each other. Cause he'll play something and I'll throw it back at him in a way that he never imagine that riff to be and then that triggers him off to do something else so it's that's a lot of fun you know we have a lot of fun with that you know it's a it's like a total you know think tank for us to do that stuff yeah yeah it's very exciting to do so that's cool um before we head out of here greg got anything else uh no not really um I could just since Mark was a big fan too, I could tell him my little uh, metal church joke, which I think I told you guys before. Go ahead. Yeah, Mark Kurt might get a laugh out of this too, but we we all know the title track to the dark. Well, mm-hmm. I had a cassette of it for years and years and years, so I never knew what the actual lyrics were. So until I was about twenty-two, I thought the chorus line to that was not "I'm sitting and I'm thinking," but I'm a chicken on a mission. And it made sense to me because it was about fear. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was, I'm a, I'm a chicken. I'm going to pick in. I'm looking in. I'm looking. I don't know what to say to any of this. I'm looking at him. I'm like, what the fuck is he saying? So <laughs> 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 oh, I hear yeah. you. That's good. That's good. Yeah, you're not alone, Greg. Yeah. The other part of that I was going to say, which is cool about both Severed Angel and then Let Us Praise, you know, that was one of the things I loved about a lot of the 70s bands, specifically, you know, Zappa. He would do so much different shit. Sometimes he released four albums in a year, all completely different. Nothing wrong with that. That's a good good one for modern time. It was like Devin Townsend does stuff like that. Oh, it's nice to see everything. What's that? It's nice to see labels don't control everything. Right, exactly. 
marketing like that. Yeah. Yeah. Devin's yeah. He's like a, he's a mad scientist too, you know? Mm. Great. I just saw that. Oh, did you see that tour announced? Yeah. Dream him Theater, with Dream Devin Theater Townsend. and Animals as Leaders. Yeah. That's, I'm like, well, hallelujah. A, a tour that actually, it, it, it works. That's great. You know, I mean, that's a, that's a killer package right there. It is, but I haven't done LSD in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest, man. I love, I, I used to be a really, really big time Dream Theater fan, but I haven't really liked much of this stuff in a long time, man. I like, I love like, you know, freaking uh, awake mm-hmm. and images and words for me. That was it. You know, I mean, they always had some cool stuff after that, but it was always, I don't know. They, it kind of, it all started to kind of get a little bit repetitive, you know, yeah. still a great band, obviously, but I just was like, I missed the, you know, the more formatted stuff, I guess, you know, for them, you know, yeah, yeah, no more pull me unders <laughs> no that's, that's the one, one hit wonder there <laughs> hey put them on the map though kept them alive all this time so that that's did. great you know that did uh you, i didn't want to ask this before but I, I forgot um when we were talking about the queen's uh, rage for order what'd you think of the uh the way they looked because uh one of the guys on our show he called him uh, the, the um, what the transvestite vampires <laughs> hey they were doing it before it was hip right i don't know yeah. uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's funny they'll they'll they even they even make fun of it, yeah. you know. I mean, yeah, I mean it was definitely you know, I make fun of it with those poodle hairdos. Yeah, definitely a little weird, but you know, at the same time, it was supposed to be like this romanticism vampire type of thing. And yeah, I guess it made sense. And when you think of the times, it was the 80s, so did it really matter? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. not really, you know. I mean. Was I, you know, was it a huge fan of it? No, but I mean, the album made up for that. Yeah, definitely. You know, I just remember seeing them opening up for Ozzy. And, mm. you know, but then again, at that time, that was what the Ultimate Sin tour. So Ozzy wasn't, he was looking kind of. Man, Ozzy looked, Queen Strike looked weird and bluish yeah. <laughs> on that tour who were trying to look like Duran Duran at the time. 86 was an odd year for a lot of <laughs> Yeah. And then here comes freaking Metallica and Slayer. And that's what broke the whole thing down, you know? So, yeah, you know, it's funny. I remember, like, I still liked those bands, but then, like, we were all getting into Slayer. And then everybody was growing their hair in front of their face and wearing leather coats. And, you know, everything was ripped and it was got dirty. It got dirty again, you know? And instead of getting pretty, it got dirty again, you know? So Mm. it needed it. You know, it needed it for sure at the time, you know, so definitely. All right. Well, Mark, thank you very much for coming on the show. Uh, when is there like a tour for the uh, middle, middle church is that coming up? Yeah, we um, the first show is uh, June 3rd mm-hmm. at the, uh, Legions of Doom, Legions of Metal Festival in Chicago. And then the next night we're playing at Token Lounge. We're doing um, clusters of shows to start. Mm-hmm. And um we're, you know, definitely reviewing tour offers and uh, next year for sure, there'll be some full on stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we had to basically kind of get out there and prove ourselves again, you know, with releasing the record. Cause you know, obviously no one knew what it was going to sound like or that it was even coming out. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. kind of hard to plan that far ahead, you know, without giving anything away because, you know, they didn't really want to say anything about it. So it's like when you approach these, 
all these Bethels. It's like, well, we want to hear it. And what is it? And who is it? And, you know, it's, if you don't tell them, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to pay you umpteen thousands of dollars to play and not even know what they're getting, you know? Right, right. So, you know, so that's why we just do, we're doing clusters. We got that. And then we're doing, I'm doing two hometown shows here. Okay. Um, and in June 23rd and 24th, and then we do New Jersey, the 25th. And we got, uh, after that, I think the next, we think the next week we're doing uh, a couple of Pennsylvania shows and we're doing some, yeah. So we got some stuff. We're going to Europe for like, we got like six shows we're doing there and, you know, some other stuff. So every, everything's kind of being worked out now and the full tour will most likely be a full on tour, like sometime next year. And we'll be playing like every festival next year. And then uh, the Ross boss tour starts uh, April 28th and it's called the European tour, but we're playing Germany about 90 times. And we play (laughs) Netherlands and Denmark. I'm like, I don't, I don't think that's a European tour, (laughs) but we're playing, we're playing in Europe for, uh, we've got three and a half weeks there. So, and then we get some festival stuff in the summer. So. Huh. Well, I'm so busy. I'm be very busy back guy for a while. So, yeah, see that. Well, and, and try to finish that lettuce pray record in between, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and hopefully get to play out with that. Um, probably not till like next year. We're definitely going to do something. We're going to have to have to get a whole new lineup, but I got yeah, a lot of really say, yeah. cool friends now. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely. really cool. It'll be a well. cool, like all star type of thing we're going to do for sure. So, that'd be fun. Damn, really cool, man. All right. Well, wish you all the luck with the new metal church. And thanks for having uh, me, guys. Great conversation. Yeah. You guys got me running, man. Sorry. I was like, Woo! That's, hey, that's, <laughs> you're the guest, so that's what I like, you know, guest talk. I don't like have to think of all the questions, so you're perfect. Cool. But again, thank you very much for coming on the show. Uh, is there a Mark, Mark Lopez uh, a Mark Lopes, Mark Lopes site? I know I don't Mark Lopes website or anything that yeah, I mean, dude, you can just Mark Lopes Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, just type it in, you'll find it. Very cool. All right, everybody. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Guys, stay well. Hopefully, see you guys at some of the shows, man. All right. Very cool. Everybody, hit that subscribe button. We'll see you next week. All right. Later. Monet.